we were discussing multiple ideas and why we decided on this was that all these they, you know there was no innovation there was no change in all the matrimony platforms nobody is striking the chord with the real audience that is beyond 25 is looking for something serious Welcome to the Startup Operator Podcast. I'm Roshan Karyappa. Consumer internet businesses are often criticized for burning through cash to acquire users and not having a focus on profitability. But my guest today on the podcast, Snehal Kanor, has a very different perspective on this, which he calls the frugal methodology of growth. In this conversation, we spoke about his current role as CEO of Truly Madly, the dating app that has close to 10 million users. some of the nuances of building in this hyper competitive space about growth monetization and how 2020 has changed the dating behavior in india this was a fascinating conversation lot of interesting insights i'm sure you'll find it super engaging so do stick around hey snehil welcome to the startup operator podcast thank you so much uh, for making the time sure roshan thank you for having me yeah so you've had a, an interesting experience thus far you've scaled and exited a number of startups over the last decade or so i thought a good place to begin would be you know you're talking about the process right your process of going from idea to product to company and is there a favorite kind of startup that you like building and working with so i think there is no so current one is always the favorite right <laughs> so i but i think along my journey what i have realized is i love building more sustainable startups right with good profit margins with good revenue and as well as scale hmm. right uh, for example truly mad is a digital business right we are we are selling subscriptions there is no operation cost there is no cost of goods right so we are selling and we are uh, selling a service and we are getting paid for it and we are creating a platform and users are paying to be a part of it right so we are just converting our understanding of the market and and our skills and our technology and converting it into a platform and then making money out of right and at the same time we are helping users by providing them a safe ecosystem where you know people have trust scores we the initial universe is curated in the sense we we reject 42% of the users who apply to become a member right then on top of that there is a trust score for each profile then we have tools like compatibility assessment tool our matchmaking algorithm so idea is to curate a community of people who are looking for something serious and then you provide them with tools to find each other right in that process we are building a product to enable this and uh, we are building a good technology product as well as an organization and uh, yeah i i love this kind of a business much more than a very ops heavy very capex heavy i feel these here uh, values can be unlocked much much faster right so you said couple of things which often times appear as a kind of a dichotomy right you said sustainability and profitability and you said scale but often times we think that you know i mean to achieve a certain amount of scale i think you are at probably 10 million plus uh, app downloads uh, if i'm not mistaken right to achieve a certain amount of scale you need to uh, spend a heck of a lot of money and then you know monetize at some point in the future and then optimize right so uh, is that thinking a little skewed and you know how can someone build a far scale while also being sustainable and profitable yeah i think uh, you can it is not skewed the thinking is not skewed sometimes we 
take it to that extent that it becomes skewed right uh, concept wise it makes sense it makes a lot of sense that uh, it is fine if we are building out a product it is it makes sense to invest right and then ultimately you know short, even people should not just start thinking of it 20 years long term maybe we will make money right that is a too long unless you are completely funded and you know you want to burn money to raise the next money makes sense but then if people are not paying you money right then it is not a business hmm. right so i think the revenue growth and and this means so if i if i go to somebody and gives them a 100 rupee note for a 90 rupees i will have a lot of sales hmm. right but if i have to earn that money i i will have to provide some value and what i have seen is that indian markets because they are very price sensitive we give our money to a very specific thing right mm-hmm. for example at findia my learning was that right now as of now and this is 2016 that indians are not willing to pay for convenience largely <clears throat> to, to for it to become very because if we leave out just top say 6% of india is the rest 94% going to pay for this service right and is it going to pay this much that even i make some money i am able to acquire that user i am able to sustain that user and then monetize that user and as an overall uh, unit level i am able to make money right it's not that okay i will keep losing money and then some day i will maybe either start making money that also works good if you are creating a very nice very highly retained community and and that curation of community has its own value mm-hmm. right but uh, then i think monetization in india is not easy right uh, e-commerce was also largely built on giving discounts even right now so much so that government has to come with a regulation to ban a flash discount mm. right imagine this ban would have come in 2011 2012 e-commerce would have been very different mm. right but so sometimes that is a price people are willing to pay to create that market so i think it also depends on phase of and, and the ecosystem and the whole category that you are operating in hmm. but uh, fundamentally i i personally like more tech product businesses less of service businesses right no it's very interesting you mentioned this right i think uh, also you're right i mean i think early in the uh, curve of any uh, fundamental shift like let's say e-commerce or you know cap sharing or whatever uh, i think you will have to spend to change user behavior consumer behavior and you know much as we introduce all of these sophisticated terms like gmv and whatever it is at the end of the day a business has to turn over a profit right or 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 a buck or has to have a plan to achieve that as well uh, on that related note you have this phrase frugal or am, am i saying this right i mean frugal or frugal methodology right and uh, uh, i would love for you to explain what that means to our listeners yes yeah, so frugal methodology is mix of staying frugal and you know staying agile so hence the word frugal and you can i have not yet decided whether we should call it frugal or whether we should call it frugal uh, that is still yet to be established uh, but i think uh, to create a sustainable company goes without saying that you have to be very frugal mm. so and and ultimately both of these things this this comes down to value when you are frugal you are extracting more value with less resources 
when you are agile you are trying to extract value early hmm. right agile methodology is based on extracting value early right so if we combine both these right that we are able to uh, extract more value per unit of resources as well as we are able to extract it in advance hmm. right and the way to do it is by building proof of concept pocs and building out a mvp and then growing it not just on product level even on uh, feature level hmm. and you know uh, even in life everything we build we build by reiterating and iterating about it right so it is basically building anything in an efficient manner right right in sustainable manner right so you know i'm reminded of that uh, scene in social network where zuckerberg is meeting uh, who was at first investor for the first time and he says you know what's cooler than a million dollars is a billion dollars right and often times i mean people give this example of a, a startup versus a business right and uh, you know they compare a business to running let's say a, a yogurt shop or a juice shop or whatever and you maximize as much as possible you invest the profits back into the business and you grow organically versus like a startup where you invest in creating assets you may make uh, losses for the time being but then you accrue value over a period of time and then you begin to monetize and really like uh, at scale wherein you know you improve your cash flows and profits and what not right so two different thoughts uh, as such i i wonder if if there is some way like a med- like a median path to achieving both of these right both of these objectives uh, in their own way uh, using the fr- frugal methodology that you talk about yes and and you know so facebook today turned a trillion dollar uh, <laughs> and uh, see uh, that is a prime example of uh, facebook is a prime example of un- unlocking value hmm. right out of without again no cost of goods no uh, negligible cost of operations right and just creating value out of uh, technology and product right and and by creating that platform so uh, i think uh, and and hence i said the power and the value of that community right mm-hmm. in that case because i for more than 40% of uh, world's population uses a facebook product every month mm-hmm. right their mau is i think around 44% of the global population including all right so that is the power of the community they have and uh, you know then they are able to so for for what i don't like about facebook is that they had again and it's a it's because of user psychology that they they earn their money from ads hmm. right now ads are intrusive and and ads can you know in a way i don't know it, it for from product perspective i feel ads are very anti design and uh, you know and in fact uh, i i don't know if it's true or not i i read somewhere that when when even mark Zuc- when facebook had to start monetizing mark, mark was very much against monetizing via ads but that's the truth almost mm. all of their revenue is right now today coming from ads mm. right and then there are allegations of going beyond the line and doing some uh, you know uh, edgy stuff to create that uh, value right so but then again because they would have thought people will not pay for the platform and for a platform like facebook everybody has to pay otherwise the platform loses its importance hmm. it's not like it's six what people are paying then we are not connected then what what are you limiting right uh, so that's the i think uh, debate they would have also had a lot 
बट या आई थिंक दैट इज देर इज अफिनेटली वे एंड यू वुड नो यू शुड नो इट फॉर योर ओन बिजनेस राइट दैट दिस इज फॉर एग्जाम्पल this is the amount that user can pay me in future for providing this service which i plan to provide them right mm-hmm. uh, and you you uh, again nobody can say if you are saying 15000 is right or 1500 is right but uh, i think uh, you know that how much uh, your user can pay for a particular thing and if you build keeping that in mind and that my cac cannot go beyond this because my ltv is going to be this hmm. right even if from today's customer i decide i will lose money for next 3 years but i i will not make money from them that i will do you know you know no profit no loss but then i cannot lose a lot of money to just uh, fighting out in the market and and then then i, I don't know the value is not being created if, if if you are losing money this is what i feel especially in our business right so just to close the loop on startup building right so what is your advice on going from 0 to 1 what are some things that have worked for you uh, what are some things that haven't worked for you 0 to 1 is a i again a very personalized journey very different for everybody uh, but but philosophy can be that you have to first pinpoint that this is my tg that i am going to solve this for these people right and then you need to talk to them understand that first you need to validate that the pain point you are solving is really a pain point and people are going to pay you for it right and then you build out a mvp based on the interactions you have had with your uh, respective customers you may be show it to them or launch it in the market and so build measure iterate is is what we follow that you first build the uh, minimum viable product but you put in things to measure most people lose out on the measure part that they build an mvp but there is no definitive way for them to decide if it is working or not or what would work or what would not right and then you iterate based on that data mm. right so build measure iterate uh, that you build it out you put in enough analytics and you don't don't go into analysis paralysis also but uh, uh, you put in some basic funnel analysis and then you are able to at least see what the user how the user is so it is often very different from what we have thought how user will interact with the product versus the user actually interacts with the product right so for a product company it is very important to analyze it with, with extreme focus especially in, during the building day right okay uh, so let's move on to the space in which you are building right now uh, which is the online dating space right and this space i would say roughly is around 20 25 years old right you can think of the earliest uh, participants as uh, let's say match.com and so on and and since then you know it has evolved uh, uh, further and of course you know we had the whole tinder inflection about 5 or 6 years back maybe 10 years back uh, i suppose right and it's it's evolved a big you know big time in these uh, uh, in these 20 odd years how do you see that evolution happening you know since you've operated in operated in that space and have had a ringside view of how things have changed Uh, in your view what were the key moments uh, and what were the key milestones in this space as such i think relationships have evolved very differently uh, in the last 5 10 15 years right role gender roles have been you know 
more uh, universal than for a particular gender right so that is reflecting in the matchmaking also for example even if we don't go towards match group if we look at indian matrimony apps right some of them have been around for more than almost 20 years i think right if not definitely 15 right so even today for those platforms first thing you see is caste gotra family wealth right but are those things that important to you and me today and our generation if if you are looking for a life partner is that the filter you would want to apply or is there really even a filter there to find a compatible life partner right so i think requirement has changed especially because those platforms were are even today mostly parents driven mm. right and that is the requirement of a parent but if you are the one who have decided to take it in your own hands that is not the first thing that you would want to bias your search on so right. that is how whole relationship dynamics match making has evolved so if you have seen uh, big bang theory hmm. right uh, in the last season uh, raj the indian guy asks his father ki father mere se to nahi ho raha you find a arranged marriage girl for me right to which his father replies what do you think i can go to a friend of mine and ask for a daughter's hand it is not 2015 anymore <laughs> right and this was in 2020 so in the last 5 years only india has changed so much right even if you look in your own family i'm sure you know in your cousins you will find a lot of cases where in the same family older uh, sibling got married at uh, 25 26 it didn't even have a lot of say but just four five year younger sibling in that same family is fine being single at 28 in even even parents are not that much worried right right marriageable age our generation has successfully pushed from 25 26 to now even 30 32 mm. right and even our parents are becoming more and more progressive right and so imagine how much has changed in india in the last 5 years one can only imagine how it is going to change in the next 5 years and out of the last 5 years jio was in our lives only in the last 2 and a half right netflix prime were in our lives only in the 2 to 1 and a half ideas are flowing much better faster than ever a guy sitting in uh, jharkhand in a tier 2 cities watching same content as a guy sitting in uh, uh, sitting in uh, south bombay right mm-hmm. they they both are watching say mirzapur right they both are laughing on a same comedian's video on a youtube and and earlier you know screen was very centralized that ghar pe ek hi tv hota tha and usually father would put on propaganda news channel on it right and in the afternoon mom would put on sasbahu serial and we 90s kids have have gone through it right mm-hmm. uh, but today screen is democratized everybody has their own screen mm-hmm. they are all consuming their own content now right so uh, a lot of behavioral changes are happening also because of that this episode is brought to you by mulya you want to move fast sure but without breaking things now that's a hard ask The thing is, 
once you have some base of users and customers you just cannot afford to risk uh, quality so how do the likes of cred swiggy and curefit you know some of india's fastest growing startups ship at lightning pace and delight their users and customers simple they're working with mulia as a strategic quality partner Mulia is India's most talented and passionate community of testers. They've helped prevent thousands of bugs and regression issues. So, as a CTO or a product owner, if you want to reduce tech debt, especially while you scale, do check out mulia.com. I've interviewed uh, Mulia's founder and CEO Pradeep on the podcast earlier, and we spoke about how startups can improve quality while scaling and things to that effect. You should definitely check it out. I'll link to it in the description below. Now back to your regular program. Right. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I mean, that's a very profound point, right? Which is that I think there have been a drastic number of social changes over the last five, 10 years and technology has sort of adapted and sort of enabled that change. Right. And uh, you could argue that, you know, one fuels the other, but both of them have sort of kept pace, I would say. Right. So, so with that background, what are the opportunities and challenges of building in this space? Because dating and marriage is, let's say, I mean, it's a very basic need, right? Like jobs or real estate or whatever else, or, or finances or whatever. And these were the first few things that uh, I, I, I think internet platforms, marketplaces tackled, right? You had Nokri, you had uh, matrimony and so on and so forth. And there's been this whole new evolution. People want newer things, whatnot in this space, which appears to be a very crowded space. How do you stand out and, you know, what are some opportunities uh, and challenges of building in this space? Yeah, so challenges are that there are large incumbents already in the space, right? But then opportunity is that nobody is striking the chord with the real audience that mm -hmm. is beyond 25 is looking for something serious, right? So casual dating apps are not doing that for them, right? We definitely, our generation don't want to get into arranged marriage setup, right? Matrimony is just digital form of arranged marriage setup where first question is caste, second is code, and in all probability you are talking to the parent hmm. on the other side, right? India may, you can't really do anything going into a bar and anywhere during COVID, you can't even go there, right? We have very limited time and network outside of work. So if today I want to find a compatible life partner, where do I go? Right. So I think, so we are carving out our own space in between casual hookup dating and you know, uh, patriarchal and very caste dominated matrimony. And so we are, we are targeting this space and needs are very different for this cohort. Right? And, right. and they are willing to pay for it. So if, if someone delivers the value. Right. So let's talk about the founding days, early days of Truly Madly. You founded Truly Madly in 2013. What was the compelling trigger for you to, you know, start this uh, enterprise, right? And uh, uh, how do you go about validating your idea and then building upon it? Yeah, so I, I uh, did not actually, I did not uh, found uh, Truly Madly in 2013. Uh, oh, you were I, part of the founding team, I think. I was a part of the early founding team. I was the first product manager. Right. And I then took over truly really madly in uh, 2020 or 20, December 2019, 20, December 2018, so 2019. But even then, I think the the why we we were discussing multiple ideas and why we decided on this was that all these they, you know there was no innovation, there was no change in all the matrimony platforms. This is 2012, and uh, 
we we thought that there is a need how how linkedin is disrupting nokri these classified matrimony can they, they are a evolution of classifieds so newspaper matter hmm. right they just digitize those and you go and search easily right and this is i think even before tinder was launched or at least in in the 20 i am talking about 2012 early mid right when we were ideating upon this so we uh, one of one of so and one incident had recently happened with my sister that uh, on one of these matrimony sites she matched with a guy who claimed to be a businessman in dubai and had a company in india and blah 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 Mm-hmm. long story short we were lucky enough that we we were able to identify that you know this person is a crook because the company mentioned on the website uh, i luckily knew about uh, uh, roc ka website and ministry of corporate affair right you i just pasted the name there and saw whether the company really existed it did not right the company was for chartering helicopters and uh, it did not exist on the uh, mca right so that was the first one and then we confronted and he said ki yes i am and blah 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 and jo kar lo kuch nahi hoga right we even complained in the cyber cell we complained and imagine this is 2011 right so we complained right. in the cyber cell <laughs> we complained in, in to the matrimony platform but he was a paid member right uh, but nothing happened so we thought that is a clear and another i think at that point of time some report had came that 30% of the men on these matrimony websites are married men <laughs> right wow uh, so thought there is no curation at all so that we decided ki we will curate the community very nicely and we started it manually now we have deployed an ai algorithm a gatekeeper ai algo called choki aidar and uh, it, it works on five different layers and uh, you know does that in real time for us but uh, our curation is and still we once push it through a manual moderation queue that uh, to ensure right so we are trying to keep that community you know very safe so i think uh, that was the biggest difference and then we saw that you know ideologically also uh, coming generations don't want to find their matches based on caste or or gotra right i don't even know my gotra so uh, and and it is very it was we we knew that it will be very difficult for these platform to shift because their tg spirits hmm. right abhi tak jiski shaadi ho rahi thi they did not have any say in their marriage and we could see that that is changing hmm. right very faster in tier 1 still you know comparable in tier 2 and will happen eventually in tier 3 and now we can see that happening also right and love marriages has been aspirational in india since forever right since olden times for some reason dating is a taboo so somebody will have to come and teach ki hey if you have to do a love marriage you will have to date hmm. right so that is what we are trying to do acha so another facet of the platform is the compatibility model right where you know a lot of science and tech goes into actually matching partners on the platform can you talk a little bit about that and you know how do you come up with the model what is the secret sauce how do you ensure that it stays accurate how do you close the loop plenty of questions re- related to that but i'll let you uh, explain the model first yes so when we were starting out we thought ki is there any already study done around indian couples and relationships but there was none and we had created a, a panel of psychologists and psychometricians 
mm-hmm. and uh, they said that we why we cannot pick anything off the shelf from west is that there was a contrasting difference between how relationships in india and west are in us at that point of time any total data one of the psychologists told told us that uh, in us 80% of divorces happen because of affairs be it a mental affair or be it a physical affair mm. in india 70% of divorces happen because of uh, parents be it guys parents or be it girls parents wow right so then what we did was we picked up a study called study of values which says any decision any prioritization reprioritization it it comes from your value system and these values you acquire while growing up from your teachers your families your friends your siblings right and we then our team what they did was they they surveyed a lot of indians and identified what are the top 6 values from the context of indian marital satisfaction so family value was one trust was one choice was one intimacy was one right so there are six such values and they created a questionnaire a psychometric questionnaire of 40 questions on a seven point scale you would have seen those like most likely to most unlikely yeah. seven rating buttons in between nobody filled that <laughs> right because it was so long and boring so <laughs> what we did was then we so we thought okay, okay now the base is made now we have to make it easy for the user to interact with it right so then what we did was we i it i think it took us two two to three iterations to boil it down to 25 simple yes no questions and this those questions also we made very interesting and relatable so now the questions are like is it fine if i'm not very close to my partner's family is it okay if i go out once a week on a night out with my friends is it important for my partner that i share my facebook and mobile password with them right so now these are the kind of things you get to know about each other after 3 to 4 months of dating hmm. right we try and tell you on day 0 right because forever dating and normal friendship and hookups and you know casual dating mein jo sabse bada farak hai right the biggest difference is that living with somebody 247365 versus meeting someone and being with someone for a few hours is very different right you can spend a few hours with anybody but living in the same space requires people are realizing the importance of compatibility on their own right because you see that most of the relationships don't work out because of that right it is not no longer that old india where even if you know say a woman is not happy in their marriage they will just put up with it right our women today are much much more empowered and you know informed that there is a uh, that is not normal right that was the sad truth you know in in our previous generation that we it was very male dominated very patriarchal right compatibility hence was not even <laughs> required because what is compatibility right one one has to just follow the other right which is no longer true which will no longer be true for future generations right so that is why we picked up uh, this you know model of compatibility and we try and we simply try and show you that you know these are the things you agree on and these are the things you don't agree on you can yourself decide 
even though we give you a score of high medium low and you know in the whole six may how much you match and but we also show you all the answers because some things you are okay with that it's it's i i don't feel very strongly about this i am mm. fine right ultimately the platform has to match people who who share the same you know world view right and and that is that is what it does right interesting so let's talk about the business itself how does uh, user acquisition work for you can you talk to us a little bit about you know what the funnel looks like and so on yeah so there are two kinds of users organic who either come from word of mouth or by you know searching for us or any other trading app and uh, other is the uh, paid marketing that we do on facebook or google right and uh, then the user comes from the play store or the app store installs the app there is a registration funnel which we keep on optimizing we have recently Uh, launched a very new registration flow, and there we have created a new date picker, which is not being used anywhere. And it it takes your date in just three taps, mm. right? Because usually taking a date input or a date of birth in particular is four to six taps task, yeah. right? And very different. There is no you know standardization there. That's the worst UI component from product angle. So we have given a very new and fresh look to it. and uh, it just three taps and done right rest everything is done by the input so we keep doing those optimizations then of course when you are onboarded our gatekeeper algo does a basic check and then it puts you on the moderation queue and uh, then you are once you are clear you are shown to people you get to see the people you get to like them or send them a message or they you can receive a message or get message and then you talk to people and uh, uh, just start talking and if you click then you maybe exchange numbers or talk on phone or meet offline uh, right yeah so from a product perspective what is that aha moment for a user you know i mean is it when the first match happens or is it you know when they meet someone who they think also is uh, extremely relevant in the platform got right uh, and when do they end up paying for uh, your services and um, yeah general thoughts on retention and you know what monetization looks like for you yes yeah, since so aha moment is match since it's a double opt in right so you both would have liked each other then only it's a match hmm. right uh, so aha moment is that itself and so dating has a definitely there is a good chance also right that any every time we are able to make a good match we lose to users right but which is a good churn which is an inbuilt churn and it is designed that way hence dating is a early monetize monetization product mm-hmm. right and and in our case more than 60% of users buy within first few hours of registration even before they have gotten their first match in many cases many cases right and uh, then repeat there is a good repeat and that repeat happens when they start getting well right so uh, and and dating is a early monetization business because you cannot build a sustainable dating business if if you are not monetizing early for that you have to provide value to the users and this is what we try to do with our compatibility our trust score our moderation effort right that is a value we uh, try to provide so the user is willing to pay right so you know we're living in exceptional times obviously covid changed uh, things for plenty of businesses everywhere right Uh, how did you know truly madly change during these times? What are you noticing about user behavior? User behavior itself, specifically on the platform, that has changed since COVID. Yeah, so year two to year three adoption has been really great. 
not in just terms of users but also revenue hmm. uh, some of our fastest growing for so while our overall revenue grew by 4x cities like bhubaneswar patna gwalior guwahati uh, indore these cities grew north of 10x in terms of revenue right right and this was a trend that has been not just been in covid has been there uh, always these cities have been faster growing but it was definitely fueled because a lot of reverse migration happened right mm. and the second is peak times have uh, definitely changed so we have so earlier pre covid our peak time used to be 10 to 12 right and then it would start tapering off after 12 but now it is from 10 to 1 even 2 and then it starts tapering off which which means people are sleeping late and maybe because they are waking up late because of office nahi jana hai it's all remote you can just wait up 15 30 minutes before your uh, first call and you are okay right so people right. are sleeping people are waking up late so that is i think a behavioral shift that we have seen other than that i think uh, on on dating app especially in our use case not the so the ones with hookups and one night stand use cases would have definitely taken a hit because that use case was no longer viable but uh, for us uh, there, we haven't seen any positive impact we haven't seen any negative impact other than the first two weeks of the lockdown which we we definitely saw much higher engagement because at that point of time even people were in a very different mode mm. uh, right uh, they were it, it was actually very similar to vacation or when when the christmas new year time when our uh, engagement rates are very high because people were treating it as a uh, kind of a vacation they were making dalgona ka- coffee baking banana bread right but then when the second lockdown was announced and people realized it's not a vacation it's a lockdown so pandemic and i think then it it subsided to the normal levels and but we have been as as early on we have been growing uh, consistently but i would say we were lucky enough that there was no negative impact but definitely a lot of people who were earlier on the edge about you know being on a dating app definitely onboarded uh, embrace this you know in a in a much enthusiastic manner than before right uh, so what do you have coming up uh, at truly madly and as a founder at this point of time what are some high level challenges that you are solving so i think at any point of time in business for a founder biggest challenge is always growth right uh, so that we are obviously consistently uh, solving other than that uh, so we are in in middle of revamping the whole uh, customer experience right and and we are a very data focused in in last actually one one and a half years back we revamped our whole matchmaking algorithm and our uh, like rate of women more than doubled our average actions doubled right and and without doing any incremental marketing our revenue also doubled because more and more people were now getting likes right matchmaking got improved so then then we picked up the registration onboarding now we are doing the whole browsing flow then next is chat so piece by piece we have been we have been doing a lot of experiments with pricing so a lot of ab tests we keep running on a any day basis in starting from what is looking on the play store to what is looking on the first screen when you open the app how is the flow what happens the whole consumer journey right so that is what uh, we are working on we are revamping the whole user experience piece by piece and uh, uh, so 
piece by piece we have changed the whole app <laughs> in a way right interesting and finally you know you you're also an investor you invest in early stage startups and uh, you've seen the view from both sides of the table right uh, how does that influence you as a founder right uh, are there things that you do because you know you've been an investor you look at it slightly differently or you know what are some of the positive and negative biases of that you know i think it uh, instead of uh, so at least how i look at it is it does not reinforce any of my biases instead mm-hmm. it gives me a lot of different perspectives right that how different business models are being run and monetized right and even marketed we are able to understand user psyche much better we are able to have much better understanding of business models so i think that is uh, it, it opens us uh, up to a new perspective uh, is what i feel hmm. interesting okay all right snail this was a fascinating conversation thank you again for your time many different nuances that we've uncovered and plenty of insights that you've shared i'm sure this is valuable to the community thank you again uh, for making the time Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, then don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform and share this episode with all of your fellow startup operators. Also follow the startup operator on LinkedIn and Twitter for more updates. Stay safe, take care and see you soon on a brand new episode of the Startup Operator.